0: hey kevin draves here with the howl for diamond box bluetooth speakers i gotta tell you i play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time and sometimes i go late at night i bring my diamond box and now they're introducing three new systems the new l2 xl2 and m2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience, loud enough for any environment, and I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. former coach Tom Thibodeau in Minnesota. 4.7 seconds, Gibson's got to get it in, does, Wiggins drives across midcourt, Andrew lets it fly, it's a buzzer for the win! From the den, it may be a new year, but you are still listening to the best in the world, The Howl. We would like to welcome you if this is your first time, or if you're a regular listener to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other, featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on the Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since 1973.
1: Alright, so we are back again with another edition of Pack Prospects. What we're going to end up doing is kind of a, doing a ranking based on how the different players do in these simulations. Uh, so far we've only done Denny of Dia. And, man, he is in first place. It's going to be tough to dethrone him, that's for sure. Uh, so far, we have not had a single, I mean, n- not a joke, not once have we had uh, a missed uh, finals appearance for Denny of Dia. So uh, very, very cool there. This, And we're going to go back to the Denny of Dia stuff uh, a little bit later in this episode. But for now, we are going to move on to the next pack prospect. So this week's Pack Prospect, we are taking a look at Anthony Edwards, uh, shooting guard out of Georgia. Let's Some of his statistics, 19.1 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, 2.8 assists, and uh, 40% uh, is his uh, field goal percentage. Uh, a couple other things that definitely are worth mentioning. He did start all 32 of Georgia's games. Yeah, eighteen years of age uh ranked third in the conference in scoring shot seventy seven percent from the free throw line and that's uh, that would be fifteenth and uh obviously uh given his size uh, pretty solid rebounder he is six foot five so uh, a very very solid player. The one issue you obviously run into with uh not just him but all of the college players is that their seasons were cut short. You didn't get to watch uh whether it was conference tournaments. NCAA tournament, it's unfortunate with uh, a lot of these prospects, you don't get to watch uh, any more of them. Uh, One moment that was big for him, he did have a game with seven three-point shots uh, that he made. Uh, Very cool there. Uh, 37 points. That was actually part of the Maui Invitational. Um, Minnesota fans uh, probably are familiar with that, as the Gophers have gone there um, a number of times. So very, very interesting prospect I would say a lot to like about uh, his individual game. Um, taking a look at, I, I think some of his other statistics. Uh, there's other things. You know, he's 225 pounds. Uh, as far as uh, some of the specifics, like three point, you know, just 29% from three, not ideal. You're talking, um, you know, two, basically, you know, two and a half out of seven point seven attempts per game. So again, not not ideal, but you'd hope that you can maybe uh, get right that ship a little bit. Uh, given he is able to uh, hit 77% from the free throw line. Uh, so you'll you'll definitely take that uh, as far as I'm concerned. A very interesting prospect, though. Uh, a guy that uh, some people probably are a little maybe down on him for the Wolves specifically, uh, just given the makeup of the roster already. So I think it it kind of depends on where you are, how much you like or dislike him. You know how much do you like Josh Okogie? How much do you like Jarrett Culver? Do you really want to go with another wing prospect? I think there's there's lots of questions to ask about that. Uh he does have a 6 foot 9 wingspan. Uh, so you'll definitely take that. You know, I saw one website that listed him as a physical specimen. So, uh very good size for a shooting guard. And uh you know, you're not always going to see it, but he looks like someone that uh could be a decent defender. Uh he's strong, pretty good skill set, he's a good athlete and so that's why uh, there are people out there that do think uh, he could be the number one pick in this draft. I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite necessarily, but he's one of those guys that you definitely think uh, could have a shot. According to Synergy, Edwards pulls up on 67.7% of his shots in half-court situations. So obviously is uh, very good at making shots, and he should be able to get to the basket, uh, I would say, pretty effectively. Uh, as far as what he's able to do uh, at the next level, so uh, I think there's a lot to like about what he's able to accomplish at the next level, and I, as a prospect if the Wolves were able to take him, at this stage anyways, I'm, I would be very okay with that a lot of it's going to depend on what they end up doing with Jared Culver, they probably would have to move uh, probably, you know, get one of those top three picks to have a shot at him, again he could be the number one overall pick uh, it's really uh, tough to say uh, at this point, uh, you know, what's going to happen there, now uh, we talk about how he's a very good shooter, but uh, the one interesting thing is he has uh, definitely struggled a bit in, and this is kind of interesting to me at least in unguarded catch and shoot opportunities. Uh, he has not been good uh, as far as uh, the stats are concerned. Definitely one of the the worst players there. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, his defensive box plus minus. Uh, is not great. Just a 1.1. You you definitely need him to improve, especially we talked earlier about the physical uh, specimen that he is. You really expect him to be better on defense, but it just hasn't shown that as he's been maybe average or even below average at times. So you, you, you see the potential there, and you'd have to find a way to get that out of him. It's, it's kind of like the opposite of Josh Okoge. You have a guy that can score, but you want more on the defensive end. As far as Okoge concerned, you know, obviously he's an amazing defender. You want more offensively, and we've started to see that, obviously, more recently. So all things considered, I do think he has a chance to go number one, and he is a player that I'm sure the Wolves are going to do their due diligence on and definitely could be one of the players uh, that they decide to go with. And so for this week's pack prospect, that's exactly what we are going to be doing. Now, when we do these in 2K20, we start off with the NBA Today simulations in my league. And so how we finish and uh, what pick we end up getting, things like that, is what determines what player we then end up uh, going with. Now, this week, we actually, uh, the Wolves won the lottery. And just given uh, the way these draft classes have been made, uh, one of the best available players, if not the best, just in terms of uh, how they were made, is... Anthony Edwards, and so that's who we ended up taking in this one because we won the draft lottery, so pretty cool, and hopefully the Real Wolves have that kind of luck in the lottery. Let's take a look at the uh, roster right now, so before we went on air, we've already done a number of uh, seasons uh, under or with Anthony Edwards, we have not made the finals, I don't believe, not a single time, um, we have just not had the same kind of uh, success that we had with Denny of Dia, so... At least as of now, if we were to rank uh, the players, just based on our simulations so far, uh, Denny Dia is running away uh, with that number one slot. So taking a look here at the roster, we have D'Angelo Russell, we have Sid Sykes, Travis Glover, and Leandro Morales is our two-way prospect. And by the way, to make things as close or as accurate as possible, we've tried to really grab a lot of the same players uh, around them. So we tried to keep the same players and we tried to grab the same prospects, a lot of things like that. In fact, we even did some trades to make that happen. All right, continuing with this roster, uh, shooting guard, you have Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards, of course, and then Amari Bailey. We have uh, Josh Akogi, Jalen Johnson, and Murray Harvey's our two-way player as far as small forwards are concerned. Power forwards, we have Jaden McDaniels, Nate Biddle, and C.J. Carter. And, of course, centers, we have Towns, Nas Reed, and Tracy Hilliard. So, uh, a very good uh, grouping of players so far i'm i'm very pleased with what we've been able to build but again we have not had much success so uh it's kind of a uh, it's kind of interesting just given the the big differences between when you're talking with Danny Dia and how much uh you, success we had with him as opposed to so far with Anthony Edwards i like anthony edwards it's not like he's a bad player it just hasn't panned out so far so there's still time we are now in the year 2023 so if you think about it this way, we have the 2020 draft coming up here. So, so 20 to 21, uh, 21 to 22, and then uh, 22 to 23. So we've we've had like basically three seasons uh, so far with Anthony Edwards. He's only 22 years old. So let's not pretend uh, the book is written on him. Uh, so far in the 2023 season, the Wolves are sitting at six and one. Uh, very very impressive start for the season. I think the best we started with, Danny was um, at a minimum we did fit we did start one season twelve and zero, so uh, if you, if they could get to twelve oh, they did not get the one already a loss and by the way we had an interesting trade offer not a good trade offer mind you an interesting trade offer we were offered Shea Gilgis Alexander and a first uh, for Carl Townsend a first I'm, I'm not sure why they thought that would be something we'd consider and uh, obviously we, we said no to that one uh, pretty quickly. Uh, there's just not much there, as far as I'm concerned. As we're sitting uh, at towards the end of November, uh, twelve and three is the record. Uh, very, very impressive, if you ask me. I, I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good option, uh, or a pretty good start, I should say, for the regime uh, of wolves. And like I said, a lot of the same players that we had in that Denny of Diaz simulation, same coaching staff, uh, same a lot of the same players, whether it's Jalen Johnson. Malik Beasley. Now, we did not hold on to Wancho as long, uh, but most of the way we we, we held on to him. But at, at a certain point, it made sense to upgrade that position. So actually, in a way, I would say that here in the Edwards simulation, we actually have uh, a little bit better talent, at least at that power forward position, uh, based on overall rankings. Uh, we just got offered John Wall and Yusuf Nurkic for Towns and C.J. Carter. That's obviously an easy pass. Towns, by the way, uh, has not taken the uh, the same advances as we normally see. He's only an 88 right now, which is a little surprising. We just got offered another trade, De'Aaron Fox and Nick Claxton, for Carl Towns and a second. At this point, let's be honest, we're not trading Carl Towns. We're 17-4 and four as we're hitting uh, December 10th. So a very, very solid performance so far. The one thing I will add, when we used to do a lot of these, we never did injuries we've kind of uh, changed our stance a little bit on that when we're doing these simulations now we do have injuries set up and there's been some bad ones um edwards has definitely had some issues as far as uh injuries have been concerned in his early career all right so we'll take a look here i'm just very curious if we have any injury issues uh at this time we're 24 and 7 so it's not we're sitting here with any sort of long injury or long uh, losing streaks or any problems like that so I'm not going to say that I'm too concerned about that, but it's nice to look at that every so often. We are currently injury-free. Hopefully uh, that's not going to change. Knock on wood here. We don't want to all of a sudden go on a, a plague of injuries. We've had some really bad injuries in some of these simulations. In our Denny of Dia one, we had Malik Beasley missed a lot of time with a torn MCL, I believe. We've had broken legs on players. So I will say we've had more injury concerns so far in these simulations than we did in Denny of Diaz. But at the same time, you're definitely seeing a big difference uh, in terms of the success of the team. So, again, we'd have to, no questions asked, put Denny of Diaz one and put Edwards second so far. And, again, he's second in a two-horse race. That's not exactly something to be proud of. Uh, We hit January 13th. Team is 30-9, and so very, very impressive. Uh, Lots to like. No long losing streaks. Again, we talked about how generally when you're playing these simulations out, if you start to get any long uh, injury or long losing streaks, usually they're attributed to injuries if you already have a pretty good team built up, which we do. Uh, we're currently on a six-game winning streak, which is pretty good. Of course, the second you say that, you do take a close loss to the Denver Nuggets. And we have now lost uh, two in a row, but able to write that ship pretty quickly. An interesting trade just came our way. Clay Thompson and Grant Williams for Carl Towns. We're not doing that again. We're not trading Towns. But, you know, at least the value has started to go up on what you're getting asked for Towns because, I mean, Clay Thompson, that's, that's no joke. Now, again, it's 2023, sorry, 2024 at this point. Uh, so it, it just doesn't make sense to make that kind of a trade. You're talking four years from now, you know, Clay Thompson's starting to get up there. And so that's the kind of trade I don't think makes a lot of sense. Uh 37-11 is the Wolves' record as they are coming up to February. So a lot to like there. Another interesting trade, actually. Uh, D'Angelo Russell and Ted Glover for Donovan Mitchell and TJ Leaf. We have we did actually end up trading for a half a season of Donovan Mitchell in the Denny of Dia uh, sweepstakes. And that was mainly because we couldn't hold on to Josh Kogi. We, we just didn't have the cap space. It made some sense because in that trade, we were able to get a first-round pick. That has not come to fruition yet. Another trade that's jumped off to us is uh, Jalen Johnson and a first for Mo Bamba and Isaac Okoro. I'm not doing that just because Jalen Johnson really, really becomes good in these simulations. We've had really good luck with him. And so it doesn't make a lot of sense. We want to keep things as close as possible to what we did in the Denny of Dia simulation. But that's not a bad trade. I'm actually a big Isaac Okoro fan. The one thing I'll say is... Uh, the draft classes that we've seen so far, they were not done in terms of uh, being accurate with Isaac Okoro. He's not a good defender in the game, and that makes no sense because in real life he's a great defender. So uh, that's one of those things he can hold his hat on. So we're about to the trade deadline. 40-11 and 11 is our record. So let's take a look at contract extensions just to kind of see what's going on, if any players are eligible. So pe- players are either uneligible or... Or ineligible, I should say. Sorry, or they are undecided, and then uh, Malik Beasley has actually said he's going to test free agency. So, given that we have Edwards, it could be the kind of time where maybe we look to move Beasley because you don't want to lose out on that, and he's going to make a lot of money. That's going to be the tough part. Again, though, you're 40 and 11. To me, it just doesn't make sense to maybe rock the boat if you can help it. If you take a look at our roster, you know you're already set. You've got. A good young backup in Edwards, obviously. But then you have another guy that you drafted recently in Amari Bailey. So if you do lose Beasley, I don't think you're necessarily in a pinch. Plus, you've got Jalen Johnson. You can always move a Kogi to the two if you need to. You've got a lot of options available uh, to you. So as the GM of this team, I'm really not that worried. And I don't think we're going to look to make any trades. You know, chemistry is 95%. We're 40 and 11. So here we go going through the next half of the season. Hopefully it's going to be one of those things where you can maybe find a way to uh, continue that success uh, going into uh, the end of this season and so you don't feel bad about losing uh, out on uh, Malik Beasley if he does end up leaving. I mean, if you win the championship, it's tough to say, well, we we shouldn't have held on to him. Clearly he would be a big portion or a big part of what you're uh, able to do there. Let's take a look here at uh, a couple things uh, that I want to touch on as far as the NBA is concerned. Obviously, this suspension is going to take a while. It's going to be, it sounds like at least uh, eight weeks, uh, given what the CDC talked about. So we're talking uh, two months without basketball. And then I believe they've talked about the soonest they would probably come back would be in June. So uh, one interesting thing, they kind of had a a potential as far as uh, how the season could look. And so uh, it, I think now is a, a good time to go over uh, kind of that uh, that potential. Uh, this is, you know, what it could look like going into this year, next year, so on and so forth. So uh, we'll take a look now at kind of how that could potentially play out. I know some people have talked about the issue that you run into with uh, some of this is that depending on how you set up the season, are there going to be issues with uh, with injuries? Are there going to be issues with uh, players that, you know, they're playing too much? I think there's a lot of question marks as far as how this could actually uh, turn out. So, there's a. They talk about, let's say you get mid June, uh, a start to the NBA playoffs. You'd have the NBA finals in early August, and then end of August would be the draft. So, based on that, and this is, by the way, from Bobby Marks, and based on that, it makes the idea that we wouldn't play any more regular season games. If you're the Wolves, you probably really like that because you're already one of the teams that's going to have a. Uh, the top odds at that top three pick, the way the lottery is set up now. So you'd be very pleased there. So end of August would be the draft them. September 1st would be start of free agency. Uh, Summer slash fall league would be September 10th. By December 10th, training camp opens. Christmas, regular season opens. That would be kind of cool to have a season start in Christmas, or on Christmas. And then um, you'd play full 82 games. And then mid-June would be when the NBA season ends. Not... When the playoffs end, that would be when the actual NBA season, regular season ends, is my understanding. So uh, kind of cool, kind of interesting there. I, I, it's been mixed reviews. Some people love it. Some people don't like it. Uh, so who knows? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, actually ends up uh, uh, coming from uh, these plans, what actually comes to fruition. All right, as we are hitting the end of April and almost the end of the season, the we are st- the Wolves are sitting at 65-15 and 15 with two games to go. They have a close loss to the Blazers, and hopefully they can end it oh, all. They end with two straight losses. So despite the fact that a very good record, it's not great to end that regular season with the two losses. Uh, MVP, no shock, is Giannis as we look at the superlatives now. Rookie of the year is Amoni Bates. Sixth man is RJ Hampton. Uh, defensive player of the year is Giannis. And Wendell Stevens is your most improved. By the way, Ryan Saunders is your coach of the year. Uh, Very, very impressive by him. Carl Towns, by the way, all NBA first team. And let's see if anyone else makes the list. Unfortunately, they do not. Uh, So very impressive there. Carl Anthony Towns, again, is first team. All defensive. Let's see if anyone makes that squad. And no. No one makes it for that. And as far as rookies are concerned, we don't play our rookies much. But we do have our European prospect that came over. This is his first year. Sid Sykes. Does make all-rookie second team. A Very quality player, by the way. 23 years of age, 85 overall. Very good prospect. Very, very good prospect. So we are the number one overall seed, it looks like, taking on the eight-seed Utah Jazz. Uh, let's take a look. Hopefully this is the season where we have a little bit more success. So far, under the uh, Edwards uh, examination, is has not gone well. Uh, but we do finish round one, 4-0 over the Utah Jazz. We are now into the second round, and we will be taking on the four-seed Dallas Mavericks. So let's take a look at that. And it looks like, for the most part, in the West, you, you got most of the favorites winning. It wasn't it wasn't too close, although we're 2-2 now against Dallas in that second round. And we do end up winning it, though, 4-2. to And actually, the number two-seed Pelicans lose to the Suns, and they were the six-seed. So it is a six-versus-one and a five-versus-two over across the way in the east as the Atlanta Hawks actually beat the Milwaukee Bucks in that second round so it is Philly and Atlanta and then of course it is the Timberwolves versus the Suns, here we go Western Conference Finals, we are up 1-0, 2-0, 2-1 wow, 2-2 3-2 we're up though, and 4-2 we take it, we are taking on the 5 seed Atlanta Hawks wow, I would not be shocked if we got a sweep here let's take a look wow, we are 1-1, 2-1 we're down 2-2, 3-2. 2-2, 3-2. Two, two. Woo! It started off a little close, but we do end up taking it four games to two. Timberwolves Rolls are your NBA champs. D'Angelo Russell is your finals MVP. Let's take a look at just this last game. How good did Anthony... Anthony Edwards was okay. Uh, only 11 points, though. But he didn't shoot a lot, and he didn't need to. Four of five shooting, but he also added six boards, five assists, uh, two turnovers, two of three from three. But the the main guys that are taking your shots, you know, you're talking Malik Beasley with 14 shots, Russell with 11. Uh, Carl Towns is wow. So Carl Towns actually did not play in the. So he's clearly hurt and maybe seriously. I wonder when he actually went out. This is interesting. Let's take a look at the. All right, so Carl Towns was playing in the Western Conference Finals, and so it's just a matter of the actual. Yeah, just the finals he went out. Let's take a look at the injury report and see how serious it is. And wow. Carl Towns broke his right leg. Broken right leg. So he is going to be out long term. I believe he'll be out all of next season. That's uh, not the first time that's happened. We've had really, really unfortunate injury luck. And uh, unfortunate, especially to uh, Anthony Edwards in his, uh, in his attempt to be the top path prospect. Uh, based on this, it's not going to happen. But you do still have Nas Reed, so it's not like you're necessarily hurting at that center position. But now you're talking, you're probably going to lose Malik Beasley. I mean, that's tough. You definitely run into uh, some issues uh, so far. Now let's jump to the draft lottery. We've made a number of trades, a number of tra- uh, a number of decent trades. And it looks like we have a chance to have a number of lottery picks here. And we actually, uh, wow, I don't remember making this many trades. But uh, apparently the computer's been generous. So we actually have the 8, 9, and 10 picks, uh, which is crazy. We also have uh, the... We don't have our own pick, actually. We traded that. We also have the 25th and the 28th pick. Um, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes you take a trade uh, that gets offered for uh, some of your players that you need to unload, and it just kind of happens. So nothing wrong with that. Uh, I mean, I, to me, that's that's a pretty uh, a pretty good haul we're sitting with. And probably can't... You know, you're not probably looking to use all those picks, that'd be a little difficult. But uh, it's definitely uh, nice to have all those assets as you are getting into the off season and the draft season. So uh, pretty cool there. Um, one thing I want to touch on here while we're kind of going through the off season and simulating through the, some of the stuff, getting the uh, staff set up and everything, is I really appreciate during this time, Carl Towns donating $100,000 uh, to the Mayo Clinic to help with their research into uh, the actual uh, process of the uh, creating the tests so uh, they have been trying to uh, create the these really good uh, uh, tests or maybe another testing alternative I'm not gonna say that I know the specifics I just know what kind of has been put out there and to have more tests obviously is crucial during this time to have the best tests possible probably rapid tests things of that nature and I really appreciate that Carl Towns was uh, willing to do that Uh, the other thing that I want to touch on a little bit is one thing that's really cool is if you look across the league, we're seeing a lot of owners uh, paying the different uh, employees that they have that work at their arenas. And people have kind of uh, been upset about Glenn Taylor at this time. But one thing to keep in mind is that uh, he does not own the arena. And so there's just some red tape to get through. My understanding is that uh, I believe uh, there is that he's trying to do what he can and they're, they're going to have something figured out eventually. But – it's not as simple as some of these other owners that actually are the, the you know the people that are in charge of these these uh, actual staff members here in Minnesota. It's not the case. The city of Minneapolis actually owns the Target Center, and that's where you you run into the the, the some of the issues there. But I, I'm not I'm not that worried about it. I do think that Glenn Taylor is probably at least it sounds like willing to to step up and do the right thing, and so uh, you know we'll kind of see how that works out. I, but I think that's I think it's important to note that I believe last I checked. Twenty-eight of the uh, teams' owners have have been willing to jump in and, and help out, and hopefully that continues uh, to be the case. And hopefully all the players are taking advantage of, or sorry, do take it do take a chance to uh, to jump in here. You know, Carl Towns obviously did his part to help out some things. You have uh, Kevin Love. I know uh, gave I believe a hundred thousand uh, dollars there in Cleveland. I know other players have done the same thing. So uh, I really appreciate that the players are able to do that. Obviously. It's good to see the uh the owners who are obviously a lot wealthier than the players and you're talking mostly billionaires step up as well so uh, during this tough time uh, I think it's very cool that they were able to do um all those things and I really appreciate the effort that's been put forth for uh for a league that uh you know really really needs all the i mean whoever whoever's been, anyone that's been to an NBA game understands just how important those those different workers day to day workers are so uh, very cool to see that. So here we are. We got it. We actually are at the draft now. And we are sitting with, uh, again, the 8, 9, and 10 picks. Let's take a look and see who's available. Given how long we might be out without Carl Towns, center might be a good option. Looks like the best player available would be Elijah Fisher. He's a B-plus and 19 years of age. He's a shooting guard. A 6'7", though, with a 7'2 wingspan. Sign me up for that. Very impressive there, uh, looking at some of the other pieces. Not a lot of great options necessarily for uh, Big van although there is a 7'2 with a 7'8 wingspan, uh, 22 years of age. Uh, that could be interesting. But for now, we're going to start with Elijah Fisher grabbing a shooting guard. And he is on a Duke, by the way, at least in, in this scenario anyways. And uh, grabbing him, it makes it a little easier if you do lose Malik Beasley, and my guess is that we probably will. He's going to make a lot of money, and, he, and he's not injured. Uh, one thing we had in the Denny of Dia simulation was that um, Malik Beasley was pretty seriously injured, refused to sign with us, and then wanted to. And then by the time uh, it came to uh, have the chance to resign, he goes, "Yeah, I'd resign with you." And it's like, "Well, no, you're seriously injured. You lost your chance. Especially, we're not paying a guy twenty-five to thirty million dollars a year when you're seriously hurt. I mean, that just doesn't make sense. There's no logic behind that. So, just things to keep in mind." Um, to as we as we kind of go through these uh, simulations, uh, I, I we do try to be somewhat realistic. I get that it's a simulation; it's someone's opinion based on these prospects. But you know, during this uh, suspension of the league, these are things that you want to talk about—the uh, potential of certain players and the future—and that's why we're bringing these. Uh, we're going hard into these uh, pack prospect simulations. And again, it gives you just kind of um, an interesting outlook, uh, almost like uh, you know, one of those, uh, I know uh, other radio stations have done this. I've seen it, the, like the choose your own adventure. It's kind of like that, just a little bit here. Now we take a look at uh, who is actually under contract right now. So we're pretty set, I would say, at the, uh, well, actually at the point guard position, we're a little flustered just in terms of who's fully under contract. So maybe point guard would be a good way to go, but I think shooting guard is the biggest need, which we've already addressed. We talked about how center could end up being something we definitely want to look at. With Carl Towns out for the season, you do have Nasri, but a backup is going to be cu- is going to be crucial. Power forward, you're definitely set up there pretty good, but you have to re-sign Jaden McDaniel's. So at this point, there's no, there's not really one position where you say to yourself, "Man, we're set there." I do think there's a number of guys that could make some sense. You just want to make sure you do this right. Uh, Omaha Ballou is a power forward. We're going to grab him, 19 years of age. So I think it's good to grab a player like that. And then we have one pick left here in the early goings. And we're going to grab that center prospect. It's a little older, of course, but you don't need something long-term because you're going to get Towns back. So Bo Harrington is going to be that other pick. Now we'll simulate to the next uh, pickup we have here. Uh, and look at uh, who's available it's a lot of older players no one necessarily jumps off the page so it'd probably be a good idea to look at trades look at some trades and then we will uh, go through the rest of the offseason we'll probably come back at you at the start of the uh, 2024 2025 season you're listening to dash radio's nothing in that channel and we are the howl all right so I, i gotta say i'm very pleased with uh the way this has worked out for us so far let's take a look at the roster we were able to get pretty much most of our players back. Uh, you have D'Angelo Russell, Sid Sykes, and then Stacey Watkins is our two-way player. Anthony Edwards, we were able to re-sign him. Although, here's a funny thing. We offered him a five-year deal worth like 150 or $160 million. He turned it down to sign a deal with like the Suns uh, for three years, $95 million, which we then matched, of course. But why would you take that much less money and that much less guaranteed money? It's weird. Um, Amari Bailey, and then we have Elijah Fisher. So we're pretty set there. Small forwards, we have Josh Akogi, Jalen Johnson, and Richie Galloway. Power forwards, we have Jaden McDaniels, Nathan Biddle, or Nate Biddle, sorry, C.J. Carter, uh, Omaha Belou, and Mac Murphy's our two-way player. And then centers, you have Carl Towns, and Nas Reed, and Bo Harrington. Uh, I'm kind of confused. It looks like Carl Towns is no longer hurt. So he broke his leg and, and was able to come back that quickly. So uh, impressive, a good recovery time for him. We did just resign him to a five year, like two hundred two million dollar deal, Carl Towns. That is so, you know, you want him to be healthy, and uh, so far so good. He is uh, healthy at the moment. We'll see how how that works out. Um, one thing I want to touch on now: we're jumping into the season. We'll see how how long it takes for the Wolves to get their first loss. They have ninety nine percent chemistry. Sorry, a hundred percent chemistry now. So. People have been talking recently about how this uh, stoppage in the NBA, how that's going to affect the salary cap, things of that nature. And I, I think that's, that's a valid question. What's going to happen with the salary cap? Uh, how much is it going to drop from what the estimates were originally? I think that's a very valid point. Uh, I, I heard someone else talking recently about how once you sign Malik Beasley, uh, you know, are you going to lose him? Are you, are you not going to be able to resign him depending on what kind of money he looks for? Uh, on top of that... Um, the next question, of course, would be uh, what would that number be like uh, what would What would it take to lose him to me it 's not realistic i 've seen people talking about how they think he could make like twenty five million I'm, i just don 't see who 's paying him that, especially if you 're talking now the salary cap's going to drop lower uh, who 's going to be paying him that uh, i just don 't think that 's realistic, so to me, I think he 's going to make somewhere in the ten to fifteen range that 's my As me personally, that's my guess. There's not going to be a big market for a starting shooting guard just based on who has money and who has needs out there. So this idea that we might end up losing him because he makes too much, I don't think that's realistic. The other thing I've heard people talk about, what if he makes too much and then we end up losing out on Wancho because of that drop back in the salary cap? Uh, These are things I just don't think are, are huge concerns to me, especially given both those guys are restricted free agents. There's not a lot of teams out there that are going to say to themselves, especially with Malik Beasley, I'm going to put a large amount of my cap space into a player that's restricted, and then there's three days where that team can match, which, uh, come on, let's be honest, are the Wolves probably going to match? Yeah, they are. They gave a first-round pick to get these guys. So I just don't know that team out there that's, willing, that's going to, number one, overpay for a guy and then is willing to wait on the fact that we're probably going to match anyways. To me, that just seems unlikely. I think... When all is said and done, as long as the salary cap doesn't drop like enormously, then I think the big thing is going to be finding a way to re-sign those two guys, and I think it's going to be possible. Here we are, by the way, in the simulation. Uh, we are more than halfway through December, and the team is 24-4. and uh, On a two-game losing streak currently, though, if it hits three, oh, three losses, means it's time to take a look at the injury report. And see uh, what it is exactly we're missing. Because generally, when you lose three games in a row, there's a reason behind it. And uh, there it is. Uh, you're missing Anthony Edwards and Nas Reed currently. Uh, sore right foot and bruised left hip. For, uh, you know, Nas Reed's the foot and uh, hip is Edwards. So nothing too. It's just day to day. But that would explain why you're losing a few games. You're missing some of your uh, top line players. And uh, that's definitely going to make a difference. Especially think about. Edwards is starting now uh, before he was kind of uh, in that backup role behind Akoge and Malik Beasley. You lose Beasley. Edwards jumps into that starting role. So, And just like that, they must be back because now we're back to winning games. So just lots of question marks for this offseason. On top of that, you start looking at some of our undrafted guys from this year. You talk about Jordan McLaughlin, uh, Keelan Martin, just some of those players that you were able to grab on those friendly contracts. Those are your two-way guys. Are what are we going to do now? So you already got Nasri and Noel locked up. Although I think Noel, at least when he's been with the pro team, has not played as well as you'd expect. Definitely has not shot as well as you'd expect. So there's definitely some question marks there. I would say. I think a lot of us have question marks there. And then what's going to happen with the draft? On top of that, you look back at the schedule we just talked about. What's going to happen there? Uh, how is that going to uh, change how things work out? There's just so many question marks up in the air, and honestly, we're not going to have answers anytime soon, and that's why we do these uh, prospect simulations, because it gives NBA and Timberwolves fans uh, something to kind of keep them occupied. I think it's important uh, during this downtime that we uh, at least find ways to stay engaged with the sports world. A lot of people use sports as an outlet uh, from real life, because let's be honest, uh when it comes to sports, uh, there's things that are more important. There's things that are more serious. But at the same time, obviously, at the end of a long day, who doesn't like watch? Who doesn't uh, love uh, watching an NBA game? Who doesn't love watching the Timberwolves, for example? Um, well, I guess a lot of people probably don't love watching the Timberwolves, but diehard fans like us, we definitely want something uh, to keep our minds occupied. Thirty-seven and eight, by the way, as we are about to hit February. Uh, one interesting thing. Uh, not many uh, losing streaks so far, which has been pretty good. We had that one losing streak where we were missing a few players. But for the most part, I would say uh, things have been pretty even keel. Very fortunate so far with injuries. And hopefully that continues. Again, we're trying to go back-to-back. We won the finals last season. At a minimum, we'd like to make the finals. We're at the All-Star break. or not? Sorry, at All-Star selection right now. And I'm curious. Let's take a look and see who from our team makes it, if anybody. So... Looking at Team uh, Steph Curry, there's nobody from our team on that roster, and if we take a look at the rest of, uh, and we are not, we have no All-Stars, so we're probably the number one. Oh, by the way, shout out to uh, Minnesota's own Chet Holmgren, who is uh, a starter for Team uh, Steph Curry, which is cool, but... The only guy actually that whose name I recognize, we don't have him in this simulation, but we did have him in the other one. Uh, is Paolo Banchero, uh, who actually is a starter for Team Giannis. So kind of a cool name there, but none of the Wolves end up making it. I think part of the reason that happened in this scenario, at least, is just given we have so much talent top to bottom, you probably aren't getting the uh, the big contributions uh, from any single player. So that would be my guess. I mean, we're sitting at forty and nine. This team is stacked. We've got to be the best team in the league right now. So, you know, you don't have any uh, guys that maybe uh, necessarily jump off the page stats-wise and are making the All-Star game. But, I mean, who cares? Most of these players, if you told them, would you rather make an All-Star game or win some finals, uh, win some championships, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. For some players. Can't say that for everybody. All right, we are just about to hit the trade deadline. uh, Two days away, actually. And uh, a number of trades have been offered to us. Nothing that necessarily jumps off the page. So, you know, we're not going our way to make those deals. But here we are, trade deadline 43 and 11. Let's take a quick look at the uh, injury report. Carl Towns, unbelievable. So, dude, this guy's made a glass all of a sudden in this this simulation. We talked about how last season he broke his leg. He has now broken his left ankle. He's going to be out four to six weeks. So that, hopefully he'll be back by the playoffs. But, I mean, you just don't know. That's a, a pretty serious injury, obviously. Let's take a look at contract extensions. So uh, D'Angelo Russell will resign. Josh Okogie, by the way, uh, he is... Wow, we actually cannot resign D'Angelo Russell to an extension, which means uh, both him and Okogie, it could be interesting uh, to see what ends up happening there. So that's going to be something to watch, uh, who we're able to retain, who we're not able to retain. So here we go. We'll go simulate through the rest of the season here, and then we'll uh, kind of take a look at how the season ends. As we uh, pass the trade deadline, and then pass the contract extension deadline as well, as we are going through the second half of the season, uh, uh, if you do not follow this person, by the way, I definitely suggest you should, and that's at Larry Kuhn. Um, Larry Kuhn, by the way, uh, is a kind of a—he's the author of the CBA Facts, so he's an expert on all things NBA uh, uh, CBA. He's the GM of Sports Biz Class. Um, and he does some work with ESPN and Basketball Insiders, as well as a TV at Spectrum. And then um, he did used to do some work for Hoops World and the New York Times. But he's been gotten asked a lot of questions. We talked earlier about what could happen with the potential salary cap changes and how is that going to affect uh, potential restricted free agents that we have. So he says Since I fielded multiple questions about next season's cap, the cap is set based on projected revenues for the upcoming season. Normally, they use just-completed season to project by adding the known national TV revenue to a 4.5% bump for everything else, but obviously, this is one of those times where that process won't work, so the league and the union will determine the best process for setting the 2020-2021 cap and do a side memo to, mem- to memorialize that agreement. Back in 2011, they agreed to a figure for the 2011-2012 cap, and then, because revenues would be lower following the abbreviated season, they used the regular formula to for the 12-13 season, but added the stipulation that it couldn't be lower than the 11-12. So keep that in mind. He also says uh, on a follow-up, he mentions an article in a section of the CBA, pretty much overrides all the other rules in the CBA in this circumstance. It says that in the event of a substantial revenue decline from one season to the next— that leads to the players earning more than they're entitled to, the league and union will negotiate in good faith to agree to modifications to the CBA to satisfactorily address the issue. In other words, the sides will figure out how to best handle this and aren't bound to the letter of the CBA as written today. So uh, very interesting there. Uh, Just some things to keep in mind. Uh, As far as our simulation goes, by the way, it looks as though the Wolves are going to finish right around that same record as before or as same as last season. Right now, they're at 63 and 15. Make that 64 and 15, I believe. I think we were 65 and 17 last season, which is very good. Um, Under the Denny of Dia seasons, we had two different seasons where the team finished 70 and 12. So, uh, very, very impressive uh, as far as Denny is concerned. And uh, we lose the season on another loss. This happened last year, too. Although we do improve, 66 wins. Uh, MVP, by the way, Giannis' streak is ruined. Zion takes it. That actually happened in the Denny of D uh, uh, simulations as well. Rookie of the year is Shakir O'Neal. Patrick Baldwin is your sixth man. Giannis is your defensive player of the year. Most improved, by the way, is Jabari Smith Jr., who actually was an all-star as well. And coach of the year, no shock, is Ryan Saunders again. 66-16 and 16 is the record. Let's take a look and see if anyone made All-NBA. For us, that is. And uh, Jaden McDaniels, wow, Jaden McDaniels ends up making all-NBA third team. So he was not an all-star, but he does make all-NBA, so pretty impressive there. Uh, Taking a look then, uh, Josh Akogi, by the way, makes all-NBA second team defense. Very, very cool. And then as far as rookies are concerned, we would not have anyone that would jump off the page. Although, our two-way player from last season... We were not able to lock him up money-wise. It just didn't make sense for us. But Murray Harvey, he has now jumped to an 80 overall at 21 years of age, and he was considered a rookie this, this year because he now he played some NBA games. And um, uh, He did make second team, so very cool there uh, on one of our two-way players. Here we go. Round number one, we're taking on the Dallas Mavericks. Let's see how things work out for us. Uh, we are the number one overall seed, of course. 2-0 so far we are up. 3-0, can we get the sweep? We do get that sweep. Four games to zero. Uh, looking across the way, and it looks like um, there was one upset. The seven-seed Knicks beat the number two-seed Charlotte Hornets. Other than that, it's mostly tail the tape uh, One through four, actually, in the West. Uh, 2-0, though, we are up on the four-seed. Lakers do come back 2-2. 3-2 Wolves. 4-2 Wolves. Going back to the Western Conference Finals. So it is 1-3 in the West and 1-3 actually in the East. Let's see what happens. Game 1 goes to the Wolves. Game 2 goes to Memphis. But we do then win the next uh, three games. Four games to one as we are taking on the Hawks in the NBA championship. And here we go. Game 1 goes to us. Two to the Hawks. Game 3 to us. Game 4 to us. And Game 5 to us. A four games to one win of the NBA finals. Very Very impressive. D'Angelo Russell, by the way, is your MVP of the finals yet again. I mean, come on. It doesn't get much better than that, does it? D'Angelo Russell, your finals MVP. So that is back-to-back championships. Uh, That is something Denny did as well. The one thing Denny did not do, though, if I recall, I don't believe he ever got back-to-back-to-back championships. But he did make the finals in every single season. So at this point, I would say... It's looking good for Edwards, but he, I don't know if there's anything he can necessarily do uh, that's going to really take him into that next level. Uh, but we'll see; time will tell. Uh, we're going to kind of simulate through the rest of the off season, or I guess the off season, and then we'll come back at you probably at the draft or at the end of the off season and jump into uh, the next season of the pack prospect, a look into Anthony Edwards and his potential career and potential fit with the Minnesota Timberwolves. You're listening to dash radios, nothing in that channel. And this is the howl. We actually come back actually earlier than we originally planned because, uh, We're jumping into the draft lottery because of some trades that we had made. Again, I think uh, we've been very, very good as GMs here with this simulation, and we actually have the best odds at the number one overall pick. So let that sink in. We have the – I believe we got it in a trade with Portland. We also have some other trade picks, but we'll see. So the first pick we have would be the 11th, and it appears that we actually – wow. So we had the 11th pick, and that means – That we moved up into the top four. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But we have a potential for two top four picks. The only downside is we're not the only team that moved up. Simultaneously, we moved up and so did the Warriors. So that makes it a little tough. Uh, But we'll see. Now we're into the top ten. And we're going to hope this mostly goes tail of the tape. And that way we can have uh, two top ten picks. Or top four picks. Here we go. Here we go. Here the Wolves. uh, We have a chance. uh, We have another top 10 pick, actually. So uh, let's see. So there were protections on this pick, so this is actually good that this did not move up. So we're guaranteed to have the 8 pick, plus we have two more picks. So i got to tell you right now, the NBA GMs, the virtual ones, that is, have not done a very good job here. We have been able to make some trades and really take advantage of some desperate GMs that uh, obviously uh, dropped the ball here. Uh, So we'll see what ends up happening. Taking a look. All right, so here we have the fifth pick. This could. This is supposed to be the Wolves. Will it be the Wolves or will it be someone else? It is us. So I believe that means that the we had the best odds at the number one pick, and we actually dropped four spots. So, And actually, they give you a nice little stat here. The The Wolves have had the most lottery picks in the NBA since 2018 with six. So I'll let that kind of sit in. Uh, that's kind of important or kind of interesting. Uh, and four is the Sixers. That means that we are top three. Come on. Give us top one or two. Give us top one or two. Oh, we do get the worst of the three. That is the third pick. But we don't need a lot out of this draft. So it, the one thing to keep in mind here is it's act, this is actually not a user-created draft class. This is a 2K-created draft class. And the thing, thing to keep in mind there is that means it's very top-heavy generally and you don't have a lot of great players. So maybe we'll look to package some picks, move up. Time will tell. We'll come back at you again, either at the draft or at the end of the offseason, and go from there. All right, so we got aggressive. We're able to trade up to that number one pick. It cost us a number of picks, but I mean, at this point, it's definitely worth it. We uh, did lose some players uh, throughout everything, but overall, I would say things worked out. Uh, I would say things worked out pretty uh, good for our offseason. Let's take a look at the roster. So we have one last year, by the way, of D'Angelo Russell. Could be tough to re sign him, but we'll see. Uh, So Russell, we have Sid Sykes, we have Brandon Levens Jr., and then two-way player Randolph Richards. Shooting guards we have, of course, Anthony Edwards, Amari Bailey, and then two-way player Chris Jenkins. We have small forwards Josh Okogie, who is in the last year of his deal. We'll do our best to keep him, but we do have really, really good players after him if we do end up losing him by chance. We still have Jalen Johnson. We have rookie number one overall pick, Gregory McDonald, 20 years of age, an 84 overall, A+. Plus. And then our second-round pick from last year, who actually I believe is now up to an A+, plus, uh, he is Richie Galloway. Kind of one of those pro- project players, and you kind of see how good you can make them uh, coming up from the ranks. It's kind of cool. Power forwards, Jaden McDaniels, Nate Biddle, and Omaha Ballou. And centers: Carl Towns, Nas Reed, and, of course, Bo Harrington, uh, seven foot two with that 7'8", wingspan. Mwah! Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, so pretty, pretty solid grouping of players there. And as usual, we start to jump ahead to the trade deadline and kind of go from there. While we are waiting on the simulation, uh, an interesting thing dropped earlier today. NBA players won't be subject to drug testing during the coronavirus hiatus. Uh, the NBA and the Players Association, they have agreed on an agreement they have reached an agreement to not subject players to drug testing during this hiatus. Um, players typically undergo six random unannounced, unannounced urine drug tests during each season and offseason. Uh, that's part of the collective bargaining agreement. And so they say this rare agreement is uh, not a long-term thing. It is definitely temporary. Uh, they say marijuana, steroids, and performance-enhancing drugs are some of the banned substances in the league's anti-drug program, uh, even though some states do allow that. And obviously, uh, the N- the NFL has chosen not to punish people for marijuana uh, anymore, and maybe the NBA eventually does go that route. Uh, so far, though, players testing positive for drugs of abuse are banned from the league for a minimum of two years. Uh, and players testing positive for performance-enhancing substances are suspended for 25 games for a first violation, 55 for a second, and banned from the league for a minimum of two years for a third violation. Uh positive test for heroin or cocaine warrants an automatic two-year suspension. So uh, very interesting there, and uh, we'll see what ends up uh, happening and when that kind of shifts and, and they put the, uh, the real thing back into effect. Uh, we are at now All-Star Selection right now, and we'll take a look and see if anyone made it this time. Obviously, last season nobody did. Um, we have another uh, wow. Malik Beasley is a it's a starter for Team Devin Booker. Also, Team Devin Booker. Are we serious? Sure. Um, looking at the rest of the list, and it looks like Ah Jalen Johnson. I guess glad we signed him or resigned him, as he does make the uh, reserves for Team Giannis. But think about that. We're going for back to back to back championships. We have no starters. And we only have one all-Star. I mean I think it tells you a lot about the all-Star process. But again, also about how deep our team is, uh, that's, that, 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 ugh, that that is able to happen. Uh, 35 and 14, by the way, is our record at that stage. Uh, as far as I've seen, uh, no long-term losses in terms of streaks, which is good to see, and hopefully that keeps up. I have not checked on injuries yet. Uh, Maybe when we get to the uh, contract extension or the trade deadline, we'll take a look at that as well. Um, You know, we had a couple losses over the last two weeks, so that's definitely something to watch for another loss. So we've lost um, three out of seven games, which uh, it's not the end of the world. It's not like it's time to panic. But you definitely, uh, when that starts to happen on a team as solid as ours, you do take a look and see if anyone's missing. And uh, no, no injuries. So very cool to see that. Let's take a look at uh, are there any trades that we want to make? One guy that definitely jumps off the page to me would be um, maybe Josh Okogie, who's not going to be under contract much longer. Uh, This is last season. Uh, Surprisingly, so Carl Towns, um, we do have him for four more years, only an 89 overall. I think injuries really plagued his career in this simulation, which is tough. Nas Reed is actually about to pass him in terms of overall. So, uh, kind of interesting there, but I don't think there's any reason to rock the boat. You're sitting at a very solid 39-16, and 16, uh, 92% chemistry, which is pretty good. And I think we just kind of got to let it play out. As fun as it is to make some trades and find a way to get some extra players or some extra picks, uh, I just don't think that's going to be uh, the best option for us. Um, Josh Okogie, by the way, is disturbed, and he will not re-sign. Uh, D'Angelo Russell would re-sign, but we can't re-sign him. Uh, so that's kind of interesting looking at uh the Josh Kogi thing is so strange to me. He says clearly this isn't a good fit. I'm going to be playing elsewhere next season. I mean, if that's the case, if he's that angry, which which is so strange to me. Let's take a look at the coaching game plan. Um he's not starting. Uh that might be I mean, he's you know, he's 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 obviously uh, let's see. He is the sixth man. And uh this is crazy. So, uh let's take let's talk about this here. So uh, our guy, uh, Ryan Saunders, has actually put Carl Towns on the bench. So Carl Towns in this simulation isn't even starting. Nas Reed is the starter currently. I think that tells you what injuries have done to Carl Towns' career in this simulation. So how about this? Kudos to, uh, Anth- uh, kudos to Edwards because he was able to do what he did, and he was not getting you know, peak Carl Towns. I mean, that can't be understated if you ask me. Uh, I don't know what to say about the about this Josh Okogie business. You know, it's it's a position that we're in where we have pretty good depth. Let's take a look here. So he's listed as a, a small forward. We have uh, two other. Uh, we have another couple good small forwards. Obviously, the big thing you're getting from Josh though is that perimeter defense. I think you know what, disturbed or not, buddy. I, I think we got to keep you. I don't think we have an option to trade you. I just think it's too important. We got to keep that going. And so we're gonna we're gonna not we're not gonna make any trades. We are going to pass the trade deadline, and we are going to move on to the second half. And we'll actually take a break here. Come back at you at the end of the season. Go over superlatives and record. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are the Howl. As the season winds down, I definitely kind of feel as though the Josh um I guess whatever you want to call that, almost like a Stefan Diggs syndrome. Uh, The disturbed. He obviously uh, brought the locker room down a little bit. We're below ninety percent chemistry, and actually he ended up getting hurt. And then third year in a row we lose um, games at the end of the season. So definitely our worst season uh, so far. Fifty-five and twenty-seven is the record. Eighty-two percent chemistry. So those are real issues. Uh, Giannis is back to being your MVP. Rookie of the year is Mac Murphy. Mac Murphy, by the way, was a two-way player of ours last season. So our two-way guys are just on fire lately. Uh, But we did, unfortunately, lose him. Uh, We didn't have the money to re-sign him. You then have, uh, let's see, Patrick Baldwin is your sixth man. And defensive player of the year is, again, Giannis. And most improved is JT Thor with the Indiana Pacers. Ryan Saunders is your coach of the year. So even at 55 and 27, uh, he does get that award. Looking at the all NBA teams, and nobody makes it for us, unfortunately. Looking at, uh, and no one that we've traded makes it either, so I guess that's good. Uh, let's take a look at the defense. Uh, all defensive, and Josh Kogi is not there. So here's the deal you're going to complain, but you're not even going to play at the same level you were playing at before. Uh, to me, that's an issue. Uh, I do have a problem with that. And so at this point, now again, in real life, Josh Okogi's the guy, and he's a great dude. And I'm not worried about uh, anything like this happening. But in the simulation, you know, stuff does happen. So here we are. We are the number one seed uh, taking on the Spurs this time. We are down 0-1. We are down, oh, let's see, 1-1. We tied it back up. And then uh, we take the first game in San Antonio. We, oh, they tie it back up 2-2. This is not going well. 3-2. As it? And uh, We do take it 4-2. But there was a stretch there was looking a little dicey. Uh, Let's take a look and see the box score and who was really uh, getting the job done here. And, uh, I mean, just top to bottom, very, very solid play from pretty much everybody. You had, let's see, how many? Seven guys in uh, double digits, which is pretty cool to see. Very, very solid. Uh, So I would say that one is good. And third straight year, we are playing the Mavericks again, this time in the second round. 1-0 Wolves, 2-0 Wolves. 3-0-0 3 0 us as we go for the sweep. Although Dallas does try to fight back. But 4-1, we take it. Going to our third straight Western Conference Finals. Maybe even fourth straight. Um, I guess we'll see. Uh, here we go. Western Conference Finals. 1-0 us. 2-0 us. 2-1. 3-1 us. And championship bound, we are. We are taking on the Hornets. Now, last season, we took on the Atlanta Hawks, I believe, in the championship. The Atlanta Hawks didn't even make the playoffs. So... How the mighty have fallen. We are taking the Hornets. The Hornets, by the way, are the eight seed. Let that sink in. Uh, the eight seed. They beat, actually, the Orlando Magic with the 1. Here we go. And the championship. We are down 1-0. We're down 2-1. to It's going to come down to the wire here, folks. And, wow, we win it in seven games. Very impressive showing, by the way. And third straight NBA Finals MVP for D'Angelo Russell. Very cool there. Uh, taking a look. uh, Let's see who the Hornets have, by the way. They have Devin Dotson. They have Aminu Muhammad. They have Jazar Jackson. I mean, I'm not even sure who these players are. Uh, Kelton Johnson, I know him, I guess. But a lot of these players I do not know. At some point, they signed Jonathan Isaac. They do have Isaiah Todd. And it looks like they have Mitchell Robinson. So an interesting team. uh, A team definitely to watch going forward in these simulations. So three straight finals appearances and three straight finals wins uh, how about that for our Timberwolves uh, very very impressive there he's definitely narrowing the gap Anthony Edwards is narrowing the gap uh, with Denny of Dia and on top of that you talk about uh, what ends up working out because Carl Towns' is, is a shell of himself at this point in this simulation I mean there's it's been a, it's been a, a pretty big whirlwind injury plagued for sure for towns so far in this simulation. So that's been interesting to watch. Uh, Taking a look at the draft lottery, uh, I'm very interested to see. This will be the first year, so we have no picks in the lottery. Uh, We had kind of done a a number of trades that we were hoping would pan out. Uh, They did not. We actually traded for uh, the Portland Trailblazers pick. We traded one of our better players uh, in the offseason last year, and Portland made a huge jump there. 17th was their pick. So unfortunately, some of the moves we made did not work out, but I think overall, we're in a pretty good spot. Uh, some of the things that are going to obviously play a big role in as to how this team does or doesn't do uh, is going to be something such as the D'Angelo Russell. Are we going to be able to re-sign him? Uh, it does sound like obviously Josh Kogi wants nothing to do with us, so we're probably going to lose him. And I believe he's an unrestricted free agent at this point because he's already passed his second contract. That's going to be another storyline to watch this off-season. Um, We're going to keep going with this simulation. I I just don't want to lose it yet. If we can get to that fourth straight championship, not only getting there, but winning it, that's going to start stemming that tide and and putting him pretty close to beating Denny Adia. Adia. So we will see there. But we'll go through this offseason. We'll come back at you at the start of next season and go from there. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and this is The Howl, your go-to source for Minnesota Timberwolves and NBA basketball quest for the four-peat now continues. Let's take a look at the roster. It's very much different. We we're not able to sign Josh Tukogi or D'Angelo Russell due to money constraints. So let's take a look at the team here. We have Sid Sykes, Brandon Levens Jr. We have European prospect who uh, actually won't be over for two years, uh, Bruno Popovich. And then uh, Mr. Irrelevant, point guard, shooting guard, Evan O'Connor. So here's the deal. He was the last pick of the draft by us. We uh, did not sign him to a regular contract. We signed him to a two-way deal. He uh, was listed as an A-plus at the draft, although what they're listed at there generally doesn't hold up um, in some cases. So he ended up being an A-minus, which is pretty good, though, for the last pick in the draft. We did send a, send him to one of the training camps, so he is now up to an A. Now, he is 23. He's a 63 overall. But every so often, it's kind of fun to try out these, pro, these project players. Uh, and if anyone else has ever done that, Uh, within the confines of 2K or 2K20 or any of these games. I think it's a lot of fun to see what you can turn these guys into. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Shooting guards, we have, of course, Anthony Edwards and then Amari Bailey. Your small forwards are Jalen Johnson, Gregory McDonald, and then Richie Galloway. Now, Richie Galloway is kind of a fun prospect. He is now up to an A-plus potential. Uh, he was our second round pick. Uh, he's already up to a 78, uh, 22. So, very similar to um, the player we talked about before, that uh, Evan O'Connor, a guy taking a chance on. See so what you can kind of build him up into. Power forwards Jaden McDaniels, Nate Biddle, Omaha Ballou, and then Josh Hall. And then Carl Anthony Towns, of course, who's up to a 90 finally. So, I think he's starting to overcome some of the injury issues, which is good. You got three years left, 130 million. Uh, Nas Reed. And then Bo Harrington and Freddie Guerrero is our two-way prospect. So very, very solid-looking team that we've got going on there. Now we jump into the season. This is a very much different-looking squad, although we're at 96% chemistry right now. I do think it's a little bit of an addition by subtraction, losing Josh Okogie, not because he's not a good player, but you had those chemistry issues. Now, before we started any of these simulations, we did turn down the effects that chemistry has just because I think that kind of muddies the waters a little bit uh, just in terms of sometimes the game will kind of throw in chemistry issues where they don't really make sense. And so we're trying to avoid issues like that. But again, we do have all injuries turned on. So I think that kind of offsets and helps out a little bit. And I think where we're at right now with the settings, it's, I would say it's fairly realistic, which is good to see our first loss just came. So we are nine and one currently. Uh, pretty, pretty solid start. I mean, come on. It doesn't get much better than 11-1. and one. In fact, one more win, and that matches, I think, our best start, uh, which is 12-1. and one. Well, Although 12-0 and 0 was obviously the best, best start. So the other thing uh, to keep in mind there, at 100% chemistry, as we are just about through uh, the month of November. Very, very solid start so far for our Minnesota Timberwolves and we'll see uh, what the rest of the season uh, brings us. We'll come back at you at the trade deadline, right around that contract extension time. We'll see how the team is doing, but right now sixteen and 2 A solid start here on the Howell Dash Radio. This is Pack Prospects using NBA 2K20 this week featuring Anthony Edwards. Taking a stop at the All-Star selections and guess who makes it. Anthony Edwards in 2027 does make the list. He is an All-Star reserve. Not only that... Nas Reed also an all star reserve, both for team Jabari Smith jr, which is pretty cool to see and um looking across the way, Carl Towns, by the way, it makes it also on team Giannis. Uh, Carlin Towns is a reserve, so no starters, but hey we'll take it, and you know what that means we're doing pretty well because we are thirty nine and eleven i mean that's that's pretty fantastic uh, very good start to the season. Taking a look, uh, Anthony Edwards will resign. Thank goodness, and we have the money to do so, which also helps. Uh, it'd be nice to resign Nas Reed if we could, but we cannot. Uh, we are we still have two more or one more year after this year with him, so that's not the end of the world. And eventually, maybe we have to trade Towns. I don't know. We'll have options, and so uh, I think with that we'll simulate to the end of the season. And again, this is four. We're going for a four Pete. Uh, so that's uh, that's no joke. Uh, very, very impressive. I don't think Denny was able to do that ever. Although, again, he never missed an NBA Finals appearance, which that's LeBron like. So it's tough to really uh, put anyone ahead of him at this point. And of course, Denny. For anyone that follows me on Twitter or uh, knows me, knows I am as big a Denny fan as there is. So it's it's tough for anyone to pass him up. But of course, got to take the numbers into effect and see how that works out. A uh, uh, kind of a funny. Uh, Uh, Trey just got uh, sent to us by the Kings they said hey would you give us Carl Towns and would you give us a first round pick we'll send you Jarrett Culver and Taco Fall so uh, kind of interesting how uh, how things make their way around Uh, I think that's where we'll leave it right now and then we'll come back at the end of the season and we'll see what kind of superlatives maybe one of our guys grabs one of those awards does Ryan Saunders win another coach of the year award Certainly seems like it's going to be that way as we're sitting at 46-11 and 11 right now as we pass the break and the season at the all-star break and the uh, trade deadline. Uh, we'll see. I think uh, things are definitely looking up, and we're well on our way to the four-peat. The season comes to a close. We are back to our winning ways. 65-17 and 17 is the record, 94% chemistry. Boom, we will take it. Um, still not reaching that 70-12 and 12 record set by Denny and his team twice, but still good. Uh, Giannis does not win MVP this year. Zion is your most valuable player. Rookie of the year is Bo Bo sorry, Not not to be mistaken for Bo Ryan, the former Wisconsin basketball coach. Uh, Darius Garland is your sixth man of the year with the Clippers. Giannis, of course, defensive player of the year. Most improved is Dalen Terry. And Ryan Saunders, boom, is your coach of the year. Very impressive there. Let's take a look at all NBA teams. And uh, nobody makes it. Nobody makes it from our team. And let's take a look. How about, uh, nope, nobody makes it in defensive either. And we don't play our rookies enough at this stage, so no one makes that list either. Here we go. Number one overall seed. We're taking on the eight seed Portland Trailblazers. Portland's up 1-0. It's 1-1 as we answer right back. 2-1. Wolves are up. Can we keep it going? 3-1. And boom, 4-1. And uh, we are taking on the five seed Oklahoma City Thunder. Looks like uh, the three-seed is out. San Antonio beat the three-seed. And then looking across the way, the six-seed actually. Uh, so uh, both six-seeds advance in the east and the west. Here we go with uh, matchup number two, round two here. We're taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. We are up 1-0. It is 1-1 as they tie it back up. 2-1, 2-2. This is a pretty good matchup, unfortunately. 3-2. And ooh, we it in four games to two. Thankfully, it did not go to game seven. It is a one seed versus a six seed, by the way, in the east as the Washington Wizards are making a run at that sixth spot, although the number one seed Pacers are still there. Uh, On our side, we are taking on the second seed, New Orleans Pelicans. Here we go. 1-0 us, 2-0 wolves. New Orleans, though, fights back 3-1, 3-2, and wow. We had a 3-1 lead, and we blow it. Wow. Really unfortunate there, and... Uh, That might put the nail in the coffin, I think, for Anthony Edwards. Could not make it to the finals. Could not get the job done. Very, very talented roster, but just was not meant to be. Wizards, by the way, make it to the finals. And uh, they put up a a pretty good fight so far. 2-2, 3-2, 3-3. And the Wizards, the sixth seed in the East, end up taking it. So we don't even lose to the champions. Um, Very unfortunate there. I think that's the nail in the coffin. I think that's that's going to be it for Anthony Edwards. I think he drops out of the race. I uh, could not even make the finals, let alone get that 4 fourpeat. Um, you know, not a bad season, obviously. Not a bad uh, not a bad run for Edwards. But I, honestly, I think that's where we're going to call it. Uh, maybe we'll come back to this a little later, but uh, definitely for this week, that's all she wrote. Uh, and we'll move on. Uh, there's more of the show coming up. We are going to go back actually to the Denny of Dia. Uh, sweepstakes and the pack prospect there not so much for Denny although we are going to see if he can keep that final streak going Uh, the biggest thing was the 2k created player with the last name Saunders out of the University of Minnesota very cool to see what ends up happening with his career does he become a superstar how does that work and more to come on this week's edition of the Howl and you've been listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But That Channel So jumping back into the uh, I guess it's kind of a we could say it's a a code simulation between uh, Vince Saunders now the guy we have to see how his career works out of course, and Denny of Dia who still has not missed a single NBA finals. I mean seriously let that sink in how impressive that is. Uh, now uh, we have the we're at the off season actually at this point. Uh, we're jumping through things like staff signings. Uh, things of that nature, just to kind of get to the nitty-gritty of it. We do have a number of draft picks, which is definitely going to help us, but obviously uh, the big things are going to be uh, making sure we still have Vin Saunders and Denny Avdia and taking those players uh, to the next level. I think that's going to be pretty important to uh, whether or not this team is successful or um Failure. Obviously, we've been incredibly successful so far with Denny, and you, as you start to get into the uh, the more the uh, twilight of his career, how is the, how are things going to change there? Uh, one thing that's kind of interesting that I've noticed, uh, and I find this kind of fascinating, is uh, when we're going through the coaches. Uh, if you build up a coach, for example, and you get him uh, pretty high, it's weird because randomly, uh, all of a sudden, even if if his potential is very high, uh, randomly the player or sorry, the coach will just drop, which I don't get. So, like all of a sudden, um, David Venterpool will just drop to like a B or a B minus defensively, which makes no sense because he's a fantastic uh, defensive coach. I get that we haven't always seen it with the Wolves early on, but uh, legitimately, is a very good defensive coach. If you look at what he was able to do with players in Portland, I do think long term having him on this squad is going to one hundred percent pay off. So, a uh, very cool there. And so here we go. We're gonna jump into uh, the NBA draft and take a look at uh, what available. What is available, and more specifically, what is available at the picks that we actually have. Keep in mind, these are not user draft classes anymore. They are computer simulations. So 2K has actually made them. That's actually how we came to get the player Vin Saunders out of Minnesota. So things to keep in mind that the draft class just isn't going to be as good as you see in some of the other cases. So our first pick is the 12th pick. And actually, there are 27 trade offers for that pick. I mean, we got to take a look at that, right? Just to see... A number of people are offering us uh, multiple first-round picks to get pick twelve. Uh, almost, I mean, seriously, tons of teams. I got to figure there's got to be a big-name prospect available, and there is. There's a few really big-name prospects. We have Sebastian Baja, nineteen years of age. He is a stretch four. He is a B plus, nineteen years of age, six nine with a seven wingspan, seven foot wingspan. There's also, and he's a European prospect. We then have Wendell Page, uh, very similar, actually. A power forward B plus 6'9 with a 7'3 wingspan. That is crazy good. I think one of the biggest issues we'll run into is what are we looking at as far as potential? So both of those players are actually B plus potential, which is pretty good. There is a player that we could get later on in the draft that's going to be a A plus. So that'd be a guy to watch for. But as of right now, uh, it would be tough for me to pass up on this Wendell page. Let's take a look at how the roster shapes up currently. We're taking out a uh, the uh, scouting going to team needs and seeing what positions we actually have or need. So at the point guard position, we have uh, D'Angelo Russell still locked up. Vin Saunders is still uh, locked up for another season, so we don't need to worry about that. As far as shooting guards are concerned, we are are pretty... Well, we're actually missing... So every single one of our shooting guards is out of contract, so we have to try to re-sign them. Taking a look at... We still have Denny of Dia. He only has a one-year deal left, though, so definitely we're going to have to re-sign him or find a way. You have um, Jalen Johnson, who does have some time left, which is good. So you have some flexibility there, which is pretty important, I think, to what we're actually building uh, at that position. So if you lose out on some of those shooting guards, you do have some guys that have position flexibility. That's going to help. At the power forward position, we are very much set. Uh, Some very good players, although we do have... It looks like one of our players is probably going to be lost in free agency, so you're going to have to replace that someone at that position. As far as the center position is concerned, we're, we're completely locked up there. Towns under contract one more season, and Nas Reed uh, is under contract for three more seasons. So if you can get some young pieces, I think that's going to be pretty important, and a guy that uh, jumps off the page would be those power forwards we mentioned. But if you can get a true shooting guard, if there's someone available, I, I could see why that would make some sense. Uh, Malik Beasley, you're probably not going to re-sign. He had uh, season-ending sore right knees. He's had lots of knee problems. That's been a a pretty steady issue in his career so far uh, as far as this specific simulation is concerned. We do have uh, Marcel Sane, which is decent, and, of course, uh, Timmy Rice and Willard Harvey. But every single one of those guys, is uh, their contract's up. So it's going to be probably a, a position of need, possibly. But, of course, the issue we run into is and this is the unfortunate part, is we have no one available, at least right off the bat, that plays the shooting guard position. We have a 19-year-old, but you got to drop down a little bit for it to make sense to go after a guy like that because you're losing a lot in terms of potential. And here's the thing. The best available shooting guard, he's not even good at shooting threes. To me, that's a problem. And not a good playmaker, not a good perimeter defender. I mean, there's not much to like about this player. And to me, that's a problem. Whereas Wendell Page, an A-plus for three-point shooting, he is uh, not a great defender, but a very, very good shooter. good, Pretty good potential. And so to me, you just got to grab that guy, especially with that 7'3 wingspan. Uh, I think I could mold that player into uh, a decent prospect as far as defense is concerned. Out of North Carolina, so good school. So we are going to grab Wendell Page, and then we'll jump ahead to see What uh, else we have in store for uh, the 24th pick is what we have next. And who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky and uh, one of those shooting guards will be available still. So it looks like the the shooting guard that we had talked about earlier uh, is not available, uh, unfortunately. But... The news is we can take a look and see when he got drafted, and, and we'll figure out maybe he's going to be a match. Maybe there's a way to make a trade. Uh, we'll keep going through here, and uh, we'll see what else we can do, and then we'll come back at you either at free agency or at the start of next season. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and, of course, we are your source for everything Timberwolves and NBA. We are the Howl. All right, so here we go. Let's take a look at the roster now. So we start off with uh, D'Angelo Russell and Vin Saunders as our point guards. Timmy Rice... Marcel Sone, Willard Harvey, and Matt Howell. We have those guys as our shooting guards. Small forwards, Danny Abdia and Jalen Johnson. And then two-way player, J.J. Curry. You have the power forwards, Paolo Banchero, which, by the way, we talked about this in the... Edwards simulations, but Paolo Manchera becomes an absolute superstar, so very nice to have him here in these sims. Uh, Nate Biddle, we were able to re-sign him as well, so we are stacked at the power forward position because we also drafted that Wendell Page and Jeff Randall, whose primary positions are listed as power forward, but they do have flexibility to play that center position. And then Jerry Adams is our two-way player, and then centers Carl Towns, Nas Reed, and A guy we drafted uh, a little later in the draft, but I'm very curious as to how he turns out. Brooke Barry Carroll is the man's name. He is 7 foot with a 7'7 wingspan. Uh, Not a great prospect. Uh, 68 overall, 21 years of age, but I'm intrigued. He is an A-minus prospect right now. So uh, we'll see what he ends up turning into. A pretty good uh, rebounder. Obviously has really good size. And there's a pretty good chance we could lose Carl Towns after this season, given uh, how much he makes he 's thirty one and i don 't know if we'll have him on the books, but we 'll see the goal is obviously to just to keep the keep this season rolling and keep these Sims rolling as far as uh it to the finals. Uh, can we keep that streak going, or will this be the end of the Denny of Dia finals run? I think that 's very intriguing to say the least. Uh, so here we are. we start the season off i 'm curious how many wins are we going to get in a row up? Oh, not that many <laughs> three and one is our start. Uh, and we'll actually uh, probably stop there for a second. We'll come back at you around the trade deadline and see how the team's doing, how are some of the players working out. Uh, Vince honors, for example, my guess is he's probably not playing much, if at all, just given uh, he's obviously younger and he hasn't really come into his own yet at this point. So uh, we'll see what happens. You're listening to The Howl and Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, your source for all things NBA. Before we get to the trade deadline, I wanted to take a look and see who made the All-Star team, if anyone, from our team. So it looks like Nas Reed is a starter for Team Giannis, so congrats to him. Very impressive. Uh, Pablo Banchero, we talked about how good he is. He ends up making it for Team... De- oh, wow, I didn't even see this. Danny Dia is the captain of the All-Star game. He is the captain. So Danny Dia is your captain. Uh, wow, I... Unbelievable. I I don't think I've ever seen it. I've never seen this. So incredibly impressive. Um, wow. I You know, I would say I'm speechless, but that doesn't really work when you're recording a radio show. Uh, very, very cool, uh, to say the least. Wow. I Impressive. Let's take a look at, while we're here at the injury report. Is anyone hurt for the Wolves? And wow, no injuries. So uh, we've been pretty fortunate there. And if we take a look at the team uh, as uh, assembled currently, everyone's on fire. Uh, Carl Towns, by the way, up to a 93 overall, but guess what? So is Nas Reed. Nas Reed is getting the starting nod over Carl Towns, and that is uh, via Ryan Saunders, who is our coach currently. So kind of an interesting uh, development there. Uh, I believe we had that last season too, so very curious. And we're only a week away from the trade deadline, and we are sitting at 42-8, and no joke, 42-8. and crazy 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 times Um, this is exactly what you want to see for this Wolves team who's uh, obviously trying to keep that finals streak alive not going to make any trades I don't think because why would you mess that up but if we take a look at contract extension time Denny of Dia, yes please we definitely will re-sign you Uh, we're going to have to wait on Carl Towns and it looks like Carl Towns can we re-sign no we can't so Carl Towns there's a good chance we could lose him and, uh, yeah, the only other guy that's eligible would be Jalen Johnson, but he has another year left. So, as of this point, it could be tough to keep him. I guess we'll have to see, uh, and we're about to jump in to the second half of the season. The team is doing pretty good so far, uh, and that's an understatement. Uh, we are 42-7, and although we did just lose two more games, so 42-9. and uh, We're going to pass the trade deadline. Nothing to see here as far as the team is concerned. We're just... We're not going to take any chances to mess with any of the chemistry things of that nature. Uh, we did have a recent four-game losing streak, uh, just before a win. I'm going to take a look here and see if there's anybody that's jumped onto that injury report. Hopefully not, but you know we've been pretty fortunate this season, and so it might come. Yep, Carl Towns hyperextended his right knee day to day, so he's getting a little more injury prone. Uh, I think we're probably in the end going to have to have to let him go. The unfortunate part is we just passed the trade deadline, so we won't be able to trade him. But again, we're going for that championship. We got to give uh, Carl Towns as many Minnesota championships as possible. I think that's pretty important to uh, to his brand. And I know he. I think ideally he'd want to stay in Minnesota long term. Um, at least in real life, I think he'd love to be that kind of guy. Very similar to. Well, I guess I'm trying to think of players like a John Stockton type player. You know, someone that really was with one career, one team their whole career. Um, it looks like a contract extension we're going to let that pass because unfortunately so we, we were able to I mean thankfully uh, extend Denny of Dia but we have no money for anyone else so it's going to be interesting how that ends up unfolding here in the off season because Jalen Johnson is, is pretty important you've got some other pieces uh, unfortunately what you might have to do is get rid of uh, D'Angelo Russell uh, to keep uh, Jalen Johnson I think that's pretty important uh, no offense to Russell but I just think that Building here, it makes more sense probably to grab Jalen Johnson. I think he really fits the mold of what we're trying to do here, uh, given the ages and things like that. Jalen Johnson's only 24, I believe, so that's pretty important. Uh, One thing to point out, one of the big reasons we're doing this uh, is, well, of course, Denny of Dia trying to keep his final streak alive, but on top of that, the other portion of this is uh, this is all about Vin Saunders. I mean, we have to see what kind of a career Vin Saunders out of Minnesota has. Obviously playing for Ryan Saunders. We're going to say that they're somehow related. Um, He actually is not playing yet. So uh, he's a very young prospect. He did start in the 60s. So he's all the way up to 74 now at 21. It's not bad. He's on the right path. And hopefully we can continue to build him up. But as of right now, there's just not a need for him to play major minutes because we're we're so incredibly stacked at that position. So here we go. Uh, John Morant, by the way. Wow, MVP of the league. Very impressive. Uh, let's see what else. Rookie of the year is Ray Wallace. Sixth man of the year is Franklin Torres. Miles Turner, defensive player of the year. So it's good to see one uh, uh, real player still in the league at this stage that's actually uh, getting things done. Most improved is Caleb Houston. And uh, Ryan Saunders, no shot coach of the year, 66 and 16. Very, very impressive. I mean, every year he wins it pretty much. We've just done a great job here. Uh, Rosas and uh, Saunders have done awesome. Uh, by the way, both Jenny of Dia and Nas Reed make all NBA second team. Unfortunately, though, Nas Reed broke his right hand, and he is going to miss all of the playoffs. Wow. That's a good thing we didn't trade uh, Carl Anthony Towns uh, to free something up. Um, Do we have any other injuries? That's going to be pretty important to check out. Uh, Let's take a look here. So let's see here. If we take a look at the injury report, hopefully that's it, but I don't know. Um, So he... Yeah, so right hand fracture for Nas Reed, and then uh, one of our our youthful young players, uh, well actually one of our two way players, so it's not a big deal. Sore right knee, uh, he's gonna be out, but he's not playing, so it's a it's a moot point uh, as far as I'm concerned. Let's see who uh, if it looks like are they they might no, there's no way they're playing him. Let's see. We take a look at the coaching game plan. So Carl Towns obviously is starting. So only D'Angelo Russell, as far as our starters is concerned, he's the only starter that's not in the nineties. Let that sink in. Uh, then you have Jalen Johnson off the bench, uh, Nate Biddle, and it looks like no, we're we're not actually using a secondary. We're not using anyone else at the center position. Uh, Nate Biddle, though, I believe can play probably a little bit of center. Yeah, he's listed as a power forward center, so he's going to be kind of that uh, uh, two two position player. Uh, so he's probably playing that position. Then you probably, I mean, we have position flexible players. That's kind of how we tend to build our roster, and so that helps. It's very similar to uh, when I do like my team. It's always important to have those position-flexible players. Or, heck, for anyone that does fantasy basketball, position flexibility is huge. Uh, so here we are into the uh, we are the number one overall seed, number one seed in the West, obviously. Uh, the number one seed on the other side, by the way, is the Magic, so we'll see what happens there. We're taking on the eight-seed San Antonio Spurs. Here we go, round number one. Can we keep the Denny of Dia streak going? Wolves are down 1-0. We tie back up 1-1. We 2-1, we're up. Let's keep it going. Come on, 3-1, and come on, 4-1, and 4-1. There we go. We move on, and we're taking on the four-seed Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, If you look across the way, uh, the only upset in the whole thing was a five-seed beat a four-seed. That was the Wizards beat the Cavs. But other than that, every single uh, favorite did win. So here we are, round number two, taking on. And Actually, before we move on, let's take a look at the box score here. Who was the guy? D'Angelo Russell was amazing in that last game. 29 points, 15 assists, just three turnovers. Incredibly impressive. Denny of Dia doing what he does best, uh, just dominating it all facets. 20 points, 14 boards, 8 assists in that game. Five of eight from three. And then uh, Carl Towns, very KG-like game. 17 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. I mean, so many guys jump off the page for you here. And uh, very impressive that you're able to get this kind of production. So here we go. Round number two. Game one goes to us. Game one or game two goes to Oklahoma, we're, then we're up 2-1, we're up 3-1, and we move on, 4-1. Uh, let's see who the big guy is. Timmy Rice and Paolo Banchero were the big names there. D'Angelo Russell, completely obsolete in this game. Two points, two rebounds, one steal, two turnovers. He was one of nine from the field, 0-4 from three. And that's what's huge about this team, the way we have it built up. Is that it's really important that other guys are able to step in. Let's just check the injury report, make sure no one else is on it. And uh, wow, uh, that's not good. We just lost our uh, more big man depth. So now Nas Reed is day-to-day, so he's going to come back soon. We actually are very fortunate there. Uh, but Nathan Nate Biddle is now out for two to four weeks with a pretty serious high ankle sprain. So we have been very uh, cursed as far as injuries are concerning, yet we have a very good roster built up that we're able to I have. We can withstand that. Uh, that battle of attrition, and it looks like nope. We're still not playing any of the other guys. In fact, our rookie, uh, one of my favorite names, Brooke Barry Carroll, he is uh, not playing either. So that seven feet, uh, seven foot seven wingspan, uh, they do not feel a need for that. And so here we go. Uh, one of our rookies, though, uh, Wendell Page, is going to play some. He's power forward center. They're giving him just a few minutes. But it's nice to give him a little, uh, a few minutes to give a break to Carl Towns. Carl Towns, by the way, is actually playing the least minutes of pretty much any of the starters. uh, Other than Russell, who's playing the least. Uh, So kind of interesting there. Uh, We'll see how it works out as we take on the number two seed, New Orleans Pelicans. In the Western Conference Finals. Are we going to the finals yet again? Let's see. Uh, Game one goes to the Pelicans. Game two to the Pelicans. Game three to us. Game four to us. Game five to us, we're up three games to two, and we move on. Wow, that came down to the wire. Went seven games, and we were able to get Nas Reed back, which was huge. He's been so good in these simulations. Very, very impressive. Um, You got some, wow, Denny of Dia. Look at this stat line. Uh, Six turnovers, which isn't great, but 26 points, nine rebounds, 12 assists, four steals, two blocks. I mean, that's why that's why he's our guy, right? That's why he's in the number one slot so far as far as these simulations go. Very, very impressed with him. And here we are in the championship taking on the Philadelphia 76ers, and here we go. We are down 1-0, 1-1. We tie it up. We're up 2-1, 2-2. We take the 3-2 lead, and we win it in six games, four games to two. By the way, how about this? He just keeps getting better. Denny Avdia is your finals MVP. Averaged... Uh, The stats are kind of goofy in the finals, but, I mean, we'll take it. Uh, Only 13.2 points per game, but um, 11.3 rebounds per game, including just under four offensive boards, um, 8.5, so almost nine assists per game, 2.3 steals, 1.2 blocks, shot, uh, oof, he was bad from three. Uh, That's not ideal, Uh, but ultimately, does it matter? He's a 96 overall at this point, and he is your finals MVP. Very, very impressive. And we jump into the offseason. We definitely got to go at least one more season with this. And we got to get Vince Sonner some playing time. We got to get him uh, to be able to see the court. One thing that's probably going to help, my guess is we will be losing D'Angelo Russell this offseason because we just – Unfortunately, don't have the cap space to keep him and some of the other players. Are we going to lose Carl Anthony Towns? We have lots of big questions that we have to answer in this offseason. And uh, we'll come back at you at the start of next season. That'll be the uh, 2028 season. You're listening to The Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing channel. Your source for all things NBA. We are into the next season. Let's take a look at the roster. Unfortunately, we were not able to re-sign Towns. Uh, the unfortunate part was, too, we had his bird rights, so we just we made the decision to get rid of D'Angelo Russell to keep Towns, and then we weren't allowed to do that, which I didn't get. Um, so I don't know what the deal was with the cap situation. It really didn't make any sense to me. I think part of the problem was we had to get past the moratorium, and on the last day of the moratorium, Towns was like, I, I can't wait for you guys, and he left, went somewhere else. I didn't even look where he went because I'm like, you know what? We got better things to worry about. We have, uh, I mean, just an s- absolutely stacked roster. Uh, So, I mean, Nas Reed's getting the job done. I'm not going to complain too much. But we would have liked to be able to keep Towns, obviously. So let's take a look at the roster. So our point guards, Vin Saunders and rookie Jerry Ryan. Vin Saunders, by the way, is now an A-plus for potential. Uh, 22 years old, 76 overall. And the backup, Jerry Ryan, is 1973 overall. Not great point guards, but here's the deal. We have other players that are listed as point guard small forward, such as our guy Denny of Dia. So we're really not that worried about it at this point. Uh, shooting guards, we have Timmy Rice, Marcel Sone, Matt Howell, and then two-way player Raymond Hart. Small forwards, Denny Dia, Jalen Johnson, Dexter Swift, Evan Watson, and then two-way player Ray Sharp. Power forwards, Paolo Rant- Banchero, Nate Biddle, we have Wendell Page, and Jeff Randall. And our centers, we have Nas Reed, and of course, the uh, soon-to-be-famous, hopefully, Brooke Barry Carroll. Very cool name again. I can't, I just, 2K does a fantastic job of coming with funny names. Or names that I appreciate and like. So here we go uh, into the season. Predictions, I, you know, I just can't, I can't deny Denny another finals appearance. I mean, he's made it every single year of his career. Why stop now? And this will probably be our last uh, simulation for this week. We'll definitely come back to it because we have to examine further the career of Vin Saunders as well as uh, you know see where Denny of Dia continues to take us and I think on a side note uh, the other thing to point out is just how incredible Nas Reed has gotten I mean let's 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 not pretend that's a small thing obviously we've seen improvements in year one uh, for this actual season uh, but here in the simulation Nas Reed's getting it done making All Star appearances making All NBA teams I mean if that happened uh, who's going to complain about that I, I mean think about this the guy's undrafted uh, still just uh, an absolute steal. Uh, by Roe Saunders to get him here in the mix. I, I'm one of his biggest fans, and I know most Wolves fans are uh, very, very much all on the Nas Reed bandwagon. So uh, we'll see what happens with this season. So early on, we are 9 and 3. Uh, nothing to scoff at there. 100% chemistry. So losing players, uh, you know, kind of what you'd think would be glue guys, as far as Towns and Russell are concerned, did not phase us. Denny's holding that locker room together. What can I say? The guy's getting the job done. And uh, we're continuing our winning ways. Right now we're on a gigantic uh, winning streak. So we are at, uh, it's December 1st, and our last loss was at the end of October. So let that sink in. Now, obviously, uh, the one goofy thing about when we're doing these simulations is uh, things to keep in mind in real life. The NBA season's probably not going to look like this. And I'm not just talking about if they do pick up this year. But, like, next season's probably going to have a weird schedule. So those are all things to kind of consider when you're looking ahead to the actual, uh, you know, real-life NBA. There's lots of questions to be asked. I know recently, um, I believe it was yesterday, uh, Waj on his Twitter account talked about how they had a Board of Governors meeting. And they met with, uh, I think it was the former, I can't think of who he was, but uh, a doctor. And he basically said he thinks... uh, uh, you you definitely could come back in July with a season, and maybe even sooner than that. So I I think that would be big if you could at a minimum. Let's let's if we could see the playoffs. I think uh, I speak for all NBA fans that we would love that. And as a Wolves fan, obviously. You're hoping at a certain point they can come back and get some practice time together. I think that's going to be crucial just for uh, building our future. But but on top of that, there's just a, there's lots of un, there's lots of uh, unknowns uh, as far as the future of the NBA is concerned at this point. So we'll see. Uh, we by the way are just we just hit a three game losing streak in the middle of December. So a good uh, opportunity to take a look at that injury report, see what is happening. No injuries. So uh, just a a little slow. Uh, a little slow time period there in the middle of December for this team. But uh, they're still uh, rolling strong, 22-6 and right now. Uh, very, very impressive. Just a, a rough two-game stretch. And some good teams, too, that you're playing. Uh, in this simulation, the Magic are have been really, really good. One of the best teams in the East. That was one of those losses. So it's not like you're losing to bad teams. Uh, that's the other thing to keep in mind. We are just about to hit the new year. And we are back to our winning ways. Three-game win streak, 25-7 and seven as January hits. So a lot to like so far about what this squad has been able to do. Uh, fingers crossed they can keep up that momentum and make it into the finals. We're not really going to make any stops here uh, as far as the second half of the season and the trade deadline, contract extension, stuff like that. We'll just come back at you at the end of this 2029 season, and we'll go from there. You're listening to Dash Radio. Nothing in that channel and the Howl. It comes to a close. Very, very impressive. We are 68 and 14. Uh, and how about this? We just have to cap it off because this is as good as it gets. Most valuable player in the NBA, Denny of Dia. I mean, come on. Uh, not a lot of points. And I think that's just because of the way that this team is set up. We have so much talent. We have like six or seven guys that are in the 90s, uh, but 13 points. 11.5 rebounds, 7.7 assists, 1.3 steals, uh, 38% from three, 78% from the free throw line. I mean, very, very impressive. Uh, rookie of the year was Barney McKnight, 6th man of the year. Hey, Minnesota's own Chet Holmgren playing for the Thunder right now. You have Jazar Jackson is your defensive player of the year. Most improved is Ian Price. And, of course, coach of the year, our very own Ryan Saunders, just wins it every single season. 68-14 and 14 again is the record. Very, very impressive there. Uh, I mean, he's done it all now. Denny of Dia has literally done everything he could do. Finals MVP, uh, captain of the All-Star Game. I mean, real MVP. Fi- I mean, there's nothing he hasn't done. It's just very impressive. Uh, let's see what else we have on the list here. So he's all NBA first team, obviously. Uh, no one else makes the list, unfortunately, for the Wolves on that list. Uh, Denny Avdia... Yeah, that's it. No one else. Um, Let's take a look. Uh, Oh, sorry. Jalen Johnson, actually, is All-NBA third team. No one does make the uh, All-NBA, All-Defensive team. Although, again, we have seen him do that as well. Denny has made that list. So number one overall seed, of course. We are taking on the eight-seed Dallas Mavericks. And here we go. One game to 0. We are up 2-0. We are hopefully up 3-0. And do we go for the sweep? And we do. We're moving on to the second round. Uh, and the 5-seed Houston moves on, and the Pelicans and the Kings actually upsets. So the 7- and 6-seeds move on in the west, and the 6-seed uh, and the 5-seed move on in the east. So, I mean, a few uh, upsets here and there. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, we are up one zero, two zero, three zero, 0 2 and, uh, oh, we almost had the sweep, but unfortunately they do take one. So it's actually a repeat of last season. Uh, the Pelicans, who were the 7th seed, actually, have made it this far. All the way to the Western Conference Finals, they probably had some injury concerns. Um, and speaking of that, let's take a look at our team and make sure that no one is hurt. And if they are, let's see who it is. Uh, Paulo Banchero, actually, severe left ankle sprain, done for the season. That's a huge loss for us. Uh, I don't know when that actually occurred. Let's take a look at the last, uh, so the second round, to take a look. And uh, he was already out, actually, at that point. And by the way, our guy, Vince Saunders, is playing. He's getting minutes in the playoffs. Uh, so very cool there. Start to what could be a very promising season for the uh, the apparently uh, Minnesota native. And here we go, Western Conference Finals. Game one goes to the Wolves. Game two to the Wolves. It is now 2-1. 3-1 we're up. And there it is. Denny of Dia does it again. They make the NBA Finals every single season. They've made it with him at the helm. And here we go. We're taking on the Magic. Can we beat the number one seed Magic? They are up 1-0. Now we're up 2-1, 3-1, and 4-1. They took the first game, and that was all she wrote. How about this? Nas Reed is your finals MVP. Very, very impressive. Um, wow, so much to like about this Wolves squad. Uh, they've really gotten the job done. And I think, given given how well this has gone, do I think we gotta go one more I think we've got enough time to go for one more uh, quick season. We will get through uh well, you know, it's it's getting a little close down to the wire. I think we'll call it there. I mean, come on. Daniel Dia gets the MVP. We'll come back at you probably next week with a little more of this. This is uh, the perfect thing for while the uh, NBA is in a bit of a hiatus. Uh, That's going to do it for this week's show. You've been listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. We are the Howl. And until next week, let me get a Howl. It's the fifth pick in the 1995 NBA draft.
0: with his former coach Tom Thibodeau in Minnesota.